Welcome back to season two of The Covert Narcissist. I'm a covert narcissist and working towards being a better person to myself and to others. I've created this podcast because after I was diagnosed with my personality disorder and have accepted the facts, I wanted to learn more about it. I found dozens of books written by or for victims of narcissistic abuse, but have found almost no help for covert narcissists themselves. I understand why that is. Most narcissists will not acknowledge their narcissism or are willing to change. It's also my understanding that covert narcissism is a somewhat recent discovery and experts are still trying to figure out how to effectively help people diagnosed with this personality disorder. So I decided to use my insights to, on the one hand, give victims of narcissistic abuse an unfiltered view into my brain and maybe help them heal, but mostly to reach out to other covert narcissists who are trying to be less toxic. Season 2 of the podcast will do just that. I have created five episodes which will focus on my personal tools which have helped me ease the pain. These tools may not work for everyone and you certainly have to put in the effort. It may take weeks or months before you see any changes, which is hard for court narcissists because I know we lose interest quickly if we don't immediately win. Trust me, working on yourself is painful but worth the effort. Today I want to talk to you about journaling. Journaling in a way that helped me. Just as the last two episodes, journaling is a somewhat hyped topic. There's a huge number of podcasts and self-help books on the topic of journaling. I've tried journaling, but it didn't help me quite the way I hoped. I found that journaling focuses a lot on gratitude. I wasn't ready for gratitude. I'm sure that if you journal daily, sooner or later the feeling of gratitude will kick in. But I don't have the patience for that. At least not yet. So what am I doing instead? I've started a what I call covert narcissism journal. Every evening before bed, I ask myself the following questions and try to truthfully answer them. The goal is not to get caught up in negative emotions and fake scenarios. I aim to go to bed with a clear mind and conscience, learning to separate the truth from the imaginations. So here's the five questions I asked myself and how I try to respond to them. Question one is probably the hardest of them. Were you sad today? Why is it the hardest? Because I'm usually sad. Sad because I feel alone or misunderstood or mistreated. So in most cases, I just write in yes. Question two. Are you sad because of something someone did to you? And if so, what happened? Here I'm trying to get to the core of my sadness. Has someone said something or done something to me or acted in a way that hurt me? Or am I just sad because I saw something on the news or because I did something wrong? Question three. If you're sad because of something someone did to you, do you think the person is aware or has acted on purpose? So here's then the first mirror I have to face. Has the person that caused me to be sad hurt me on purpose? Is the person aware 
of what I've done. And I promise you, in 95% of cases, I have to answer with no, they're not aware and they have not hurt me on purpose. Question four, have you done anything to resolve this conflict or situation? Have you talked to the person in question and raised awareness? Here too, in most cases, I have to say, no, I have not addressed the situation and have done nothing to resolve this conflict. Last question. Is your pain so big it's worth addressing? If yes, how and when will you address it? If not, get over it. You see, by the end of these questions, I usually have to realize that I've been angry, mad or sad for no important reason at all. That I've been overreacting. That I once again played the victim. I am then of course still raging a bit, but only because my pride got hurt and I caught myself in the act of being a drama queen. But knowing that, for whatever reason I felt sad, is in fact not a dramatic after all, and just a mind trick I played to myself, that helps me put things into perspective, ease my mind and sleep better. And over time, when I feel sad during the day, I more and more often catch myself in the act and snap out of it. It's of course a long way to go, but this way of journaling and really like writing down my sadness and getting to the core of it and putting things into perspective have really helped me, well, ease the pain and, well, feel sad, but not sad to the core, but more sad about the way that I'm acting and realizing that I am self-sabotaging myself a lot and unnecessarily hurt myself and other people around me. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget to subscribe and I hope to see you next time.